0: Hey everyone, this is Xenia Montan and welcome to another episode of People of Marketing Podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of Planable, the collaboration tool for social teams, and I launched this podcast to take a sneak peek into the lives of top marketers. Every week, we explore the story of their careers, the choices, mistakes, wins, and imperfections of their work life. today i am very very excited to welcome meg smith on the show meg is wearing many many hats she's the vp of marketing at company 39 a sports branding agency and media platform she's the ceo and creative director of gold sparrow marketing she's also the former cmo of AZLink organic cosmetics she also leads marketing strategy and brand design for a jewelry line real estate development, charity events, health, food, and beverage, and many, many more. But the thing that excites me the most is that Meg is actually one of our dearest customers at Plannable, so I'm super excited to learn a lot about her career and journey. Meg, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be on.
0: So I would love to start this conversation with you by just walking a bit through your career and trying to connect the dots looking backwards at your journey and you know the first question that I would love to ask you is what would you say was your first interaction with marketing ever if you can remember it you know what got you into marketing in the first place
1: for sure I mean I will i I'll start off by saying I grew up with a very creative mind so it was something throughout my entire childhood um, prior to university that we kind of knew would be some part of my career in the future in whatever aspect that would be, um, but I actually I graduated from the University of New Hampshire with a bachelor's degree in economics and a minor in marketing. And although my heart and mind knew that marketing is where I belonged, my creative skill set was stronger there. I chose economics simply because at that time the average salary for marketing was much lower than it is today. Right. So, embarrassed to say, I let the dollar signs initially guide my path. Um, which only lasted so long. So an important element of my story is travel. My husband was a pro athlete for the first 12 years of our relationship. We lived in 23 zip codes in 12 years, which made my career path an interesting one, to say the least. Um, I was always working. I was consistently reading and expanding my knowledge in marketing and branding. And I, because I didn't want to disconnect from it. I still had this intuition that I wanted it. I wanted to stay fresh in that topic. Um, so I was determined to find a job in nearly every city we lived over the first two to three years. My introduction to marketing actually came soon after fulfilling a 12 month employment opportunity at a prestige investment firm in Greenwich, Connecticut, actually. Um, a colleague of mine told me about this company called Zirtual. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of it, but it's where they essentially connect skilled freelancers with small and large brands as virtual assistants. So at that time you know, I felt that was a great shift for me. And that's when that's when the shift really happened internally. I had this opportunity to lean into my creative side through branding and marketing with over eight brands over the course of six months. And it didn't really just happen. I mean, luckily I had been consuming brain food via books, online articles, courses, and webinars over the years leading up to this role, which was really critical to my success. So that's when I really you know, I was really touching on the marketing and branding side. And I knew that that was an avenue that was, that was for me.
0: That's such a great story. I'm I'm really curious to learn a bit more about your kind of transition from the economic space that, you know, the first career that you actually chose, uh, the marketing one. And I'm curious if along that path that you took, if you had anyone, any role model or anyone that you admired in marketing that Inspired you uh, to keep going in that direction? Did you follow anyone for inspiration and, and knowledge, and you know, general advice in, in marketing?
1: For sure. I mean, I, I have a very long list. Um, <laughs> some are specific, some are marketing gurus, and some are just incredibly inspiring entrepreneurs that I followed then and that I still follow today. That I just were my epitome of um, not only great resources and, and knowledge, but also just kind of where I wanted to see myself someday, you know, like that aspirational voice and figure. Um, So for marketing, I'd certainly say Seth Godin, um, Webb Smith, Neil Patel. Um, But then I have a lot of other figures that are really have been inspiring for me on the business side, but also kind of developing professionally and personally, which are Ariana Huffington, uh, Marie Forleo, Gary V, Mel Robbins, Sarah Blakely, um, who is the CEO of Spanx, um, Emily Weiss, who's the CEO of, of Glossier, which evolved after her um, very well-known blog into the gloss. And so um, those were kind of the epitome of, um, of role models that I've had throughout the course of you know, the last 15, 15 years or so.
0: I, I love your list. I think I have at least half of them on my Instagram. <laughs> <Follow> them, <laughs> Perfect. So I, I, I love lo- your list. It's very spot on. Um, Great. Awesome. Uh, so something else that I wanted to ask you about your career and just your overall journey, you know, how any any one of us, um, we, you know, we, we often have this very sim- seemingly insignificant events or they seem very, you know, insignificant at that point in time. Um, but then later on, we realized that actually those very tiny events went on and changed our lives. And this is a question that I really love asking, and I'm curious if you had anything like this in, in your own I journey. Did.
1: I did. I did. New York City in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, the story—it's wild. When I just when I tell the story, it kind of brings me back to that time. But um, to give you a little bit of context, I was working for a few brands at the time, as well as some contract work with some marketing agencies. And I started to feel very lost. I was amidst all this travel. I felt I was living this nomad lifestyle. We were always packing up and moving, but yet I was trying really hard to establish a strong and successful career for myself. Um, And so I had this ambition and vision throughout university. And I kind of, I'd call it my tunnel vision. Uh, I could see my path. I could see myself moving to the big city. I'd thrive and grow in this prestigious career and kind of like run the world. And so instead I followed love, which turned my initial vision upside down as we hopped from one city to the next. And through those unknowns of where we'd end up living and then constantly questioning my growth as a professional, it was really hard. And I remember thinking to myself, can I truly succeed and grow living this lifestyle? Do I need to move back to my roots? Will I climb the ladder faster? And so what did I do? I decided to pursue a yoga teacher intensive training course in New York City. (laughs) I was (laughs) very random. I was into yoga, um, but it just, it sparked me one day when I, in a yoga class, I saw the poster up. And I said, that's it. I'm going to fly to New York City, take this four week intensive course. I didn't envision myself as a yoga instructor, but I just felt this calling to go. And that's when everything changed for the better. I didn't leave inspired to be a yoga teacher as much as I felt clarity Mm -hmm. and empowerment on the path that I was already treading. And I remember flying.
0: Were you into yoga before that? Or was I it just was. Like, okay, okay. That makes a bit more so, sense then.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was practicing yoga, and one day I was in this yoga class in the city we were leaving and I living and I saw a poster, they were having some type of yoga yoga teacher training course um, that that coming weekend. And I said, Well, I'm gonna do some research on that. Something's telling me to just research it. Where would I wanna go for yoga? And of course I was looking, there was one in Bali, there was one in LA, and I New York City was a little closer for me. And so Um, yeah, I packed my bags. I went and I remember flying back to our temporary home after that yoga training. Um, and I ordered five marketing branding books. I signed up for two brand strategy courses and I really just dove back into my career path with a much clearer vision, um, and focus. And I just felt very grounded and there's no doubt in my mind that I was going to grow and succeed regardless of how often we were moving. It just, everything just felt, Felt right and felt connected, and it was this whole, you know, it's that whole mind-body thing that yoga can do, and it really it transformed my my headspace at that time and right when I needed it. So, yeah, it was that, incredible.
0: That sounds amazing. Um, I wanna I wanna ask you a bit about uh, today and what does your you know your day-to-day look like uh, in your work life? Um, you know, tell us a bit about what you do. projects you're involved right now you know tell us a bit about your you know day-to-day routine
1: for sure well first thing in the morning I will say this I have I'm very stern on not having my phone next to my bed Mm -hmm. so I plug it in in the bathroom at night and I leave it there so (laughs) I can kind of it's 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 it can be so addicting it could be (laughs) your worst enemy Um, and I find and I've done a lot of reading that Waking up and turning on your phone first thing in the morning and just reading things and seeing notifications isn't the healthiest for your mind. So what I've learned to do is when I wake up in the morning, my phone is still in the bathroom. The alarm is going off because three days out of the week, I set my alarm around 4 45 AM before my kids wake up. So that's, that's like the golden, that's the golden rule here is, is giving myself that time in the morning before they wake up to either to read a book to work out or just make sure my ducks are in a row for that day. Look at my agenda and just have that clarity before, you know, the chaos of kids in the morning. And it can, it's a really healthy way to start the day. So I found that to be, a very successful, uh, efficient routine for me. I
0: love um, this so much. And I, I respect you so much for this. I think if I would do that, I would probably fall asleep in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work for me, but I, you know, full respect for what you're doing. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My husband will say those 7 30 PM bedtime some nights are justified. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not up very late, but, um, but that morning time is really critical to me. So, um, so that's usually how I start my day most days of the week. Um, and now for company 39, I wear many, I wear many hats. Um, so I'll be communicating with our athletes, ensuring that we have content that we need to build out their calendars on planable, um, identifying elements of their story that can resonate with current events as topical content, I'm pulling certain athletes through the various phases of their brand strategy, which at company thirty nine we call their brand build. Um, some days I'll be recording a thought leadership video and helping run the k thirty nine social channels. um and then additionally, I'll be designing some marketing decks for their digital strategy um, for the agency and for the subscription platform. You know, every day's a little different with k thirty nine which which keeps it interesting. Um, and then in terms of gold sparrow, um, cause you did mention I wear a lot of hats. This is yeah. truth be told um, for gold sparrow. I'm, I'm giving those clients love and attention throughout my segment time. It is the only way I'm able to do what I do um, successfully and efficiently, just making sure that I'm checking the boxes, dotting the I's, crossing the T's and keeping everyone happy. And they these time blocks are key to staying productive and efficient throughout my day. So I can make sure that all of my projects are being, um, thoughtfully managed and executed. And, um, you know, it's, it's running as efficiently as, like, as it can. Um, and then in terms, you know, there's the one, one very large hat I wear is of course a mom. And it's been interesting through COVID because of the homeschooling. You know, we found a new routine, every day is a little different, but I, these time blocks, which I highly recommend for anyone who is a professional, whether you run your own business or work for another company, if you're working from home, and especially have kids these time blocks are critical because it allows me to segment parts of the day where i say okay from 1 to 2 we're going to go outside or we're going to go on this outing and just exert energy move our bodies stimulate our minds you know and it's it's helpful for them it's helpful for me so then i come back feeling refreshed they can go play because they had that outing and so it's I mean I always think to myself imagine if there was a hidden camera just like watching me a day in the life it's crazy it's 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 wild over here but for somehow I'm making it work
0: that is very impressive I mean you're involved in so many things uh you know I have one single business to run so I can't imagine how you're managing to run so many things at once and also be you know a mom um yeah. so that's 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 truly amazing uh, talking about the, the, you know, all those things that you're involved in, you've worked in so many, um, so many different industries, right? So uh, sports, um, organic cosmetics, jewelry, real estate, so many brands, so many industries, very different ones out there which one <laughs> that's you know that's a question for uh, which kid do you love you know which, uh, which oh God. child do you love the most <laughs> right right but you know what industry did you feel like you enjoyed the most or um maybe you know a more interesting question would be which industry how how did you feel them very you know What's the difference that you saw between all of those industries was the major industry, right? Marketing is one thing in sports and it's a totally different thing in, in organic cosmetics, right? Um, Absolutely. So maybe which one did you feel like you enjoyed the most from that perspective of techniques and tactics and strategies that are obviously, you know, different from one to another.
1: For sure. They're all so different. And I will say all my experiences have been so great ever since I really branched off and started my own branding and marketing agency because I, I do find that when you work with brands that you have some type of either a personal interest in or some type of experience with a product or service that they offer, it's much easier and more enjoyable to, to be working, you know, with these different brands. And so for us off the bat, I'll say with company 39, it, it's it was a no-brainer. I mean, my husband was um, a pro athlete for 12 years. So we were right. immersed in that space. I lived the lifestyle of course, as a professional athlete's wife, but I understood, you know, yeah. the transition from hockey outside of hockey, what that looks like, what the actual players go through during that lifestyle, the pressure, the stress. Um, and so there was so much of that that was already ingrained in me that I could bring and kind of mesh with my skill sets and step into company, company 39 and, and fulfill that role in a way that, you know, I have just a unique perspective on it all because I've lived that life because you know, I'm married to a, an ex pro athlete. And so, um, I, I find that to be just very, a natural, um, feeling role to me. It it just, it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it kind of feels like home because I know, Mm -hmm. I know it so well. Um, but I will say on the contrary, you know, with Aisling Organic Cosmetics, that's, I, I live a non-toxic lifestyle here at home with my family. Um, We're very cautious of the products we use. And so one of my very close, dear friends, uh, Krista Lewis, who's the CEO of Aisling Organics, um, you know, we just, we hit it off as with our personalities. We're both like entrepreneurs. We have the same sense of humor, but the product that she offered really just kind of blew my mind that you can have a high quality. It sounds like this is an ad. This isn't an Aisling ad, (laughs) (laughs) but I just, I so resonated and was passionate about what, products that they offered. And so, um, that was a very natural, you know, step into that role for me as well. And I just, I loved it. I loved being in that space, but of course, you know, as you evolve as a professional, um, and we can always talk on this later, you know, you can't say yes to everything and you can't be all things to all people. And that's where kind of eventually inevitably I had to, I had to choose my path and, and pick and choose which large roles, um, I could, you know, I could take on and actually be, Successful in so, um, still very close friends. That was an incredible couple of years to to be in that space. But um, you know, I will say, you know, just to kind of wrap up that question for Gold Sparrow, um, I I love what I do because I'm very particular on who I work with. In in I don't mean to say that in a selfish way. It's just I again I I've learned over the years that if I can work with brands. Um, that I have a personal interest in or that I'm excited about Um, it just it becomes more enjoyable and successful for for all parties Um, one actually being um, Maples Crossing is this real estate development they're they're building it in Amesbury Massachusetts it's going to be this incredible facility it's going to house um, hockey rinks uh, sports facility it's 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 grand Um, But it's so much fun for me because it's not necessarily a space I'm super familiar in, in the real estate Mm. development world, but so much of what they're going to house in this, in this development is um, our spaces that I I know a lot about and I've spent a lot of time in. And it, and so it's fun. It's fun. That's my long winded answer. Um, (laughs) But I could go on for hours about what I loved about all the brands I work with.
0: I think, I, I think I understand, you know, the direction that you're taking and it's such a great answer that, you know, you have industries that you're very familiar with, you know, um, the sports one that you mentioned, you know, the organic cosmetics one that feels like home. So you love that. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, there's different industries that you're totally not familiar with. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's curiosity, you know, you want to learn more, it's challenging. So both of them, you know, work well. Um, So yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
0: So I want to go a bit back to your career, and I want, to, I want to ask you, you know, if there's anything you wish you knew when you were just starting out in your career, like if you'd be able to go back, you know, travel in time and give yourself some advice, what would it be?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. Let me just So some advice I'd have for others or something that I kind of learned, I guess you would say the hard way throughout my career is... Again, and I'll circle back on that. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do everything. You need to stay focused. You know, I have this passion to help others. And as my career evolved, I wanted to say yes to everyone who I cross paths with. Um, And for a while I did. And I soon learned that I'm just one human being as well as a mom. And I've learned that I have to be very mindful of my bandwidth so that I can grow professionally while staying in my lane. You know, overexertion is a real thing. And balance is incredibly important. And so my advice would be, you know, that it's okay to say no and find one thing that you're really, really good at and lean into that and put your energy there and invest your time there. And it's easy to get distracted by opportunities and avenues along the way. And I'm not saying to stray away from that, but just try to stay grounded and mindful of your purpose and your professional goals and what you enjoy the most. Cause you'll get, you know, you'll get there faster by just staying focused.
0: Such a great answer, radical focus. I really love it.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: w- another question that I had was around your career path and, and your journey so far. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in, in the industry about, you know, in, in media, you, you read articles about the successes and the, the wins that people go through. So, you know, all that pink side that you, <laughs> you see, you know, the pink life mm-hmm. that you see. And I want to ask okay. you a bit about the, the struggles you know, the real struggle that you went through. And I wanna ask you, you know, what habits or skills did you struggle the most to develop in in yourself um, across this entire journey in in marketing that you've taken? And, you know, what are some current ones that you're still trying uh, to improve?
1: Well, I have two here. Um, One is actually, I I call it, I call it a skill, but one is, is actually just being a work from home, mother of two girls. I mean, it's taken me a long time to figure out that work-life balance. And there are days I still question whether or not I'm doing a good job. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if my to-dos have been checked and my girls are happy and I'm mentally sane, I I call that a successful day. That sounds Um, like
0: success to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, But, you know, kind of talking on some struggles throughout my career and, and realizations that I've had, um, one low point in my career that's still clear as day when I think back to that particular moment is um, when I had overexerted myself, I was in a major role for a startup that evolved into segments of marketing that I'm not as knowledgeable in Mm -hmm. because prior to this experience I'm speaking of, I had a professional in my gold Sparrow squad who specialized in data analytics. So that's what I'm speaking of data. Um, And I didn't have the courage at the time to say, Hey, you know, data analytics isn't my thing, or I'm not interested in this. As I knew, capital was limited to hire additional minds, and I felt impelled to try and figure it out on my own. And what happened from there was an avalanche. I felt overworked and exhausted, which was self inflicted. But the moment was when myself and the CEO of this startup had an important meeting with potential investors which is a very important meeting. Yeah. And I could tell the, the moment I woke up that morning that my brain felt like it was kind of short circuiting. It wasn't sharp. Everything seemed foggy. And I went into this meeting feeling just insecure and nervous. And I wasn't sure what they'd be asking me related to data. And I wondered if I'd be able to come up with the best answers. So, well, they asked me and I froze, literally, <sighs> literally froze. Oh, that's so it was painful. W- <laughs> like actually painful, like it hurts to even tell this story. But there was there was one question they asked that I legitimately flatlined and there was nothing that came out. And then after about 20 seconds of heart racing and sweat beads forming, all I could say is, well, that's a great question. And I looked over to the CEO in hopes that she would save me. And it was just, it was bad. It was so humiliating and just a, an eye-opener, a huge eye-opener. I feel like that was a very pivotal time in my career when I just realized, okay, I need to understand, um, you know, where my barriers yeah. are, you know, you, you have to, you have to know, you got to stay in your lane, lean into your strong suits. And she's so kind to this day. She'll say it was, you know, it wasn't as bad as it felt for my seat, but, um, it was a huge lesson learned about staying focused on my path and staying true to myself.
0: That's, thank you so much for sharing this. I, I love your story so much. Um, I think, you know, what you're talking about is this balance between ambition and wanting to, you know, do it all, um, achieve it all and just self-awareness as well. Um, Mm -hmm. such an important thing. And thanks so much for sharing this. I I love it. Uh, it is painful, but you know, we we need to hear stories like that. We really need.
1: uh, For sure. And you need to experience those things to really, you know, to clarify. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, true. So moving on to our rapid fire questions. I have four questions for you. Quick questions, quick answers. Uh, let's hit it off with the first one. Uh, if oh boy. You, yes. If you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today, Meg, what else would you do?
1: I would be an author and an illustrator for children's books.
0: Oh, such a great <laughs> answer. Such a good one. Very nice one. Uh what's your favorite app? Uh <laughs> that's a tricky one. Uh what's your favorite app or tool that you use at work besides Planable, of course?
1: <laughs> okay, besides Planable, that would be on my list. Um, the other two I would say Gyra and Canva, hands yes, down.
0: Great ones, great ones. I love Canva. Yeah. Uh, also a female entrepreneur. Um, so yeah, good one. Oh, yes,
1: exactly, exactly. Yes, uh,
0: worst advice you've ever received.
1: Ooh. Okay, so maybe not the worst advice, but I'll call this advice that I've heard and then tossed. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, just doing the bare minimum will make them happy. They won't know the difference.
0: Oh, and, oh it's so bad. I know.
1: Oh, I know. And I may overthink and overwork at times to make clients happy. And I'm not trying to, you know, like pat myself on the shoulder, but I personally feel that good quality, hard work doesn't go unnoticed and yeah. that will hugely benefit in the long term if you deliver on that in yeah. a huge way. Um, so that would be, that would be my answer. Yeah. It's like
0: that quote with, you know, go the extra mile. Um, you know, there's no one there. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly.
0: So my last one is uh, what is your favorite social media network? Where do you hang out the most?
1: Mm, I will say I don't personally, Instagram, hands down. Yeah. I don't personally hang out there on there to necessarily see what my friends are doing and family. Like I wish yeah. I had the time for that, but it's really, <laughs> I use it as my visual inspirational tool, um, yeah. especially for branding and idea generation. Um, it's certainly my favorite, yeah. um, in did a close it, second. Yeah. Yeah. In a yeah close it time.
0: definitely is a, a great like discovery tool. Exactly. Um, I feel like very similar with Pinterest in a way for, you know, this specific yes. job. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's so true. I need to start spending, spending more time on Pinterest. Um, I haven't these days, but that's another great one. Um, and then I'm actually enjoying Lind- LinkedIn these days. Like the last six months or so I've been spending more time on there and there's just so much power and opportunity in that platform.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think for everyone, I think it's just for a while I underrated it in, in terms of what I felt were, you know, priority platforms to spend time on. So I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah, true. I think you know with with LinkedIn, it has grown quite a lot in the past couple of years, and I think you know many of us have underrated it, as as you mentioned, just because it was more about the profiles and less about the community. Like their groups weren't mm-hmm. you know really working out the content on the feed. But now it feels like it's it's really really improving. Um, to absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Meg, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for just taking the time to join me on on People of Marketing and share your story. I, I love every, every bit of it. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Oh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story and, and for having me on. It was great chatting with you today.
0: Awesome. And for everyone listening in, thank you for joining. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as as much as I enjoyed uh, chatting with Meg. And don't forget, we have new episodes every Wednesday. Subscribe to People of Marketing on your favorite podcast app. And until next time.